four away. Just go a little prayer. Brother Bobby, if you don't mind. 
Our Heavenly Father, we bow thanking you, God, for your goodness and mercy. Thanking you, God, for the love that you bestowed upon us, Lord. Thank you, God, Heavenly Father, and that you gave yourself for us on Calvary, dear God. Father, we thank you, Lord, that Heavenly Father, Lord, whatever we face in this life, dear God, we've got the promise, dear, dear Lord, that we'll never be forsaken, dear God, that you'll always be with us. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, Father, we cannot walk along, God, Father, than the things of life come against us. But Heavenly Father, I'm glad today, Lord, how that we don't. And we pray today, God, that offer all these prayer requests that were made, dear God, and those, Heavenly Father, we pray that you deal with them according to your love, God. Heavenly Father, we pray today, God, that you just help us, Lord. Yes, God. God, that we set things aside in our life, God, and put things out of the way uh, so that we can worship you in the way, dear Lord, uh, that you deserve today, yes, God, Lord. that we can yes, worship you in spirit and truth. Heavenly Father, that we can uh, lay aside the cares of this world, Lord, and look uh, toward the abundance, dear God, that you have for us. And we thank you, God, for that this morning. We yes. give thanks and praise. Dear God, would you bless in the Sunday school, bless in the singing, bless in the yes. service. God and, and brother, God, God, if it comes, uh, if Paul's brother, uh, uh, the pastor's lot to preach today, God, would you just lift him up and give him that what he stands in need of? Heavenly Father, we love Brother Steve, God, and we pray, God, uh, this morning that you just uh, touch him in a mighty way, God. And we pray today, God, that, uh, that we'd follow your will, God, that we'd follow what you. Uh, lead us to do, God. Heavenly Father, it's uh, it's on our heart this morning, God, uh, to be selfish. It's in our nature to be selfish, uh, but it's in our heart today, God, to follow after yes, You. And we God. pray that You bless us and take care of us. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Thank you. Going about the prayer, prayer. Let's all be seated. Look at page. Uh, this is another song here. Uh, Five forty-eight. As it is. Five forty-eight.
anyway, but there really is. Does uh, anyone have anything before Brother Roger comes and, and means our devotions? Brother Wayne, I'd like to say I'm truly glad to be here today. And, uh, you know, our uh, I had a uh, aunt one time that my daddy's only sister. She was old enough to be my daddy's mother, almost. I'm kind of here to raise it. And she was one of uh, daddy's family that probably had the least. But her, uh, one of her favorite things to, to say and to remind you of is life what you make. And you know, church is what we make. Amen. And um, I'm, just, I'm just glad to be here this morning. I'm going to say this, I'm not saying it to be funny, but it's, it's true. About 2.30 this morning, I woke up out of a sound sleep, and I began to think about what I was going to need to do when I got to the courthouse. And uh, you ever, ever get a little sweaty right on the back of your neck? And then it come to me, this is not Monday, it's Sunday. <laughs> and I just I, I just said, well, praise the Lord, it's going to be Sunday in the morning. So I, I just wanted to share that because, um, you know, we keep our eyes on Jesus. Amen. And everything, it just looks so much better to us. So Amen. I'm just so glad to be here today. Amen. Thank you, Brother Chris. Anyone else have anything like to share? I, I'm, I've been right there with Chris. I've been right there yeah. with Chris. I'm sure we all have. Yes, we all have. Uh, anyone have anything that, again like to share? Word testimony. Word praise. I'm glad to be here today. I'm, I'm so glad. Yeah. I really am. I, I'm, I've needed what I've been able to feel thus far in the service today. Amen. Blessing God. Amen. Well, let's, uh, well, Brother Roger, you come and, and, uh, and bring your devotion this morning. I always look forward to devotion. Amen. I always say this, but it's so good to be here this morning. Uh, I, I'm not telling you why when I say that. Kind of stand here a little bit with, uh, I guess, broken heart for our community. Sure. Uh, can't imagine the feeling of the parents of those right. young men. Uh, guess it was my biggest fear when we had kids the first time they drove off in the car. And I don't think I ever really slept much <coughs> until I heard that car pull back in the driveway. But we need to pray for those people and uh, keep them uh, in our hearts, in our prayers, they are uh, they're going through something that I don't I don't understand. Sure. I've lost a, my parents, I've lost my grandparents, my sister. But well, I haven't done that. And I pray that I don't. I don't know. Um, devotion this morning. Um, I was reading a, a while back in this little devotional book I've got and and I assume these stories are true. Uh, so a lady was in the hospital, and her she had a terminal illness. And she, knew it. she was well aware of her situation. And uh, her doctor came in and brought a group of interns with him. And said he was standing in the room explaining to them uh, her condition and what she had. You know, they, they were in the learning process, and it was a 
the learning of him for them. And so then he turned to her and he looked at him and says, how are you doing? And so she gave him her experience of grace. She just expounded to him about Jesus. And uh, she said she looked at him and he had tears in his eyes. She said, how are you doing? Now that, you know, that's, uh, that's something that I read. And like I said, I hope it's true. I kind of think it is. Uh, but it's kind of an example of what we can do in the world. We can keep Jesus out front. Uh, when, we, when we see these situations that are heartbreaking, uh, we can present Jesus to these people in a loving, kind manner, telling what he's done for us. That he is... Uh, He's a rock. Amen. If I could get through a situation like that, it would only be because of him. I don't think I could do it by myself. So as we do, you know, as we go through life and we see these situations and and you know they're heartbreaking and they're they're horrible uh, to hear about and read about. But we've got somebody that can walk with us. And uh, I'm gonna try to read here a little bit of uh, I think my eye doctors are doing a, a pretty good job uh, um, trying to stabilize my eyes and see what, see what they can do when they get that done. But um, anyway, in, if you'd like to turn with me, it's in uh, uh, fourth chapter, uh, yeah, fourth chapter of Hebrews, fourteenth uh, verse, and reading through the sixteenth. It says, "Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God." Let us hold fast our profession, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us come boldly unto the throne of grace, uh, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And that 16th verse is what I want us to remember. Want us to remember. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Um, you know, we, we've got need in our church family. Uh, Brother Rodney has, has lost his, uh, his help and, uh We were over at their house uh, last fall, I guess. And, and Lisa was just smiling and she was sharing flower seeds with me and just having a ball. Um, that's the way I remember. I remember the smile. But, um, uh, we can go to that. We can go to that throne of grace. It, it, he is uh, not. Uh, you know, he's not isolated. He can be touched. When he went to uh, when he went to uh, to see Lazarus when he had died, it said that he was touched and he wept. So our infirmities. When he when he saw Martha, he saw the other, uh, the other Jews uh, weeping. He wept. So he's touched with our infirmities. He hears us when we ask. So it's incumbent upon us just to ask. Just to go to him humbly and ask. Right. He'll hear us. Um, we, we don't understand all the situations that we're involved with. But he'll give us that grace to walk through that in a way that we can uh, we can <coughs> on the other side be strong.
Anyone got anything you'd like to say this morning before we take our classes? If not, we'll, we'll take our classes at this time. Okay, sorry. Good morning, everyone. I've figured out there's a problem with Chris being my assistant. I never get to hear him teach. <laughs> so I'm going to have to hit you up one Sunday when I'm going to be here. Yeah. I'm sure he did a great job, and I'm sure you enjoyed it. Yeah, but I want to hear him teach once. Podcast. Hey, that's right. I forgot about He does Sunday school now. Oh, that's right. He does do Sunday school. Yeah. <laughs> No pressure. <laughs> yeah. You don't teach, Chris? <laughs> but it's good to be back. Uh, we had a good time, but it's good to be back in the Lord's house. We're in the 21st chapter of the book of Genesis, but we're going to detour pretty quickly. So if you also want to go ahead and put your thumb in the 5th chapter of Galatians over in the New Testament. Um Something really jumped out at me in these first three verses, and that's probably as far as we'll get today, but that's okay. Uh, it'll be Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22 when we get there. But let me read just these first three verses uh, in Genesis. Uh, 22nd verse, 21st chapter. And it came to pass at that time that Abimelech, and Phicol, does that sound good? The chief captain of his host spake unto Abraham, saying, God is with thee and all that thou doest. Now therefore swear unto me hereby God that thou wilt not deal falsely with me, nor with my son, nor with my son's son. But according to the kindness that I have done unto thee, thou shalt do unto me, and to the land wherein thou hast sojourned. And Abraham said, I will swear. Now, what's really jumped out at me in the 22nd chapter is when Abimelech said to Abraham, God is with thee. God is with thee. How did he know that? How did he know God was with Abraham? <coughs> now, in this particular passage of Scripture, I think the biggest thing he knows is what happened in his kingdom when he uh, took Sarah into his household. But I, I guess that's the question that just really bore down on me today is, how does the world know God is with us? How does the world really know God is with us? And, and the, the, the common answer is, well, we have to let Christ's light shine in our lives. How? How? We are a blessed people. Mm hmm but, but you get down to how. How do we, what do we do, how do we act so the world 
sees Christ in us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now let's jump over to Galatians because thankfully Paul pinned it down in two verses. And I want to spend our, the lesson today in these two verses. Galatians chapter 5. Paul talks about the fruits of having the Spirit of God in our lives. And we know that when we accept Christ, His Spirit, is His righteousness, the Spirit is imputed in our lives. It's there, it's sealed, it walks, it's our comforter, it's our teacher. But Paul said in verse 22, and here he's going to give nine things that if I'll put in my life, the world will see Christ in my life. Okay? If I'll just focus on these nine things, I can achieve my, my goal. He said, but the fruit of the Spirit, what we should be bearing in our lives, like the apple tree, the fruit. Number one is love. Joy. And notice the priority order he's put these in, because I think they are in a priority. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, or faithfulness, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Those nine qualities, if I will have those in my life, folks will see Christ in my life. And I want us to just take a few minutes and run through these nine because I think it's that important. Um, and we'll start with those, those nine things that I need to have in my life with the Spirit of God's help. And the first one, as you said, the first and most important one is love. Uh, I believe somewhere it says in the Bible, we know that we passed from death to life because we love. Because we love. It goes on to say our brothers. I think it means our sisters. Uh, you know, at the time that was written, it wasn't very popular to be a Christian. But when you saw someone be saved and have a love for the unpopular Christians, it was a pretty good sign they got the goods, wasn't it? Yeah. I want to read a few verses out of 1 Corinthians. You don't have to turn. But Paul dealt just a little bit more in love. And we'll probably spend a few minutes on this one and go on. But here he said this. Paul said, it's in chapter 13, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not, the King James translates it charity, but I'm going to go with love if that's okay. And have not love, I am become as a sounding brass, or a tinkling symbol. I'm a fraud. Amen. I'm a fraud. Right. If I don't have love, right. then I'm a fraud. No matter what I do. He said, and though I have the gift of prophecy and I understand all mysteries and all knowledge and though I have all faith so that I could move a mountain and have not love, I am nothing. Amen. No wonder he made that number one in the list of the fruits of the Spirit is love. Well, how many of these other things, when you love, will all these other yeah. 
they yeah. automatically yeah. It's kind of the catch-all. Yes. Yeah, it overrides them all. Said, and listen, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, though I give to the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and I don't have love, it profits nothing. All the works I could do without love are worth nothing. Love suffereth long and is kind. Love envieth not. It vaulteth not itself. It's not puffed up. Doth not behave unseemly. Seeketh not its own. Uh, and he just goes on and on. But one other thing he says, love never faileth. Amen. Love never fails. Yeah. So in these nine things that I need to add to my life so that my, His light can shine in my life, the first one is love. The first one is love. Amen. Yeah. Someone on that one. There's a lot of people, too, that's not easy to love. So yes. This is a love even when loving is hard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a love that we can't have until we meet Christ. We don't know how to love until we meet Christ. Um, and it's even hard now as a Christian to love my somebody who does me wrong. It is. Flesh wants to draw back. Sure it does. But a love that would love, as it said, love our enemy. If you want to have it that way, yeah. Yeah. And remember where it's at, the exact word you didn't give you know, that somewhere Jesus gave is I give you a new commandment mm -hmm. that you love your brothers yourself. Mm -hmm. Something to that. Yeah. Yeah. If we love, you know, I've always said that if we loved our brothers ourselves, we wouldn't need the other commandments. Mm -hmm. Because we wouldn't steal people, we wouldn't kill people, we wouldn't yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We actually had the love of God for our brothers. The other, the other commandments are really unnecessary. Yeah. Now, we need to love people enough to tell them the truth. There's such a thing sometimes as tough love. Sure. You know, my, my little grandsons get so mad that I won't let them run across the road to the mailbox. But I love them so much I don't want them to get run over. Sometimes there, there is a tough love. I guess uh, James Dobson used that phrase a lot. Tough love. There is a tough love. Um, when my pastor steps on my toes, I, I try to tell him I love him for telling me the truth. Amen. Yeah, because I needed it. Yeah. Yeah. Brother Michael, you say when I perform wedding ceremonies, so many people come to my office, they didn't know about being a Christian mm -hmm. and or anything. Yeah. And they didn't care what you said. They just wanted them, they just wanted to say I do and be yeah. done with. And that was a great opportunity. And to share with them the truths of First Corinthians thirteen was so meaningful. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's it's I, I love the points made in the fourth verse especially. When that's, that's, we don't insist on our own way all the time. Yeah. If we're going to be married, we can't do that. No. <laughs> no. And, uh, but uh, such a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful truth to live by. Mm -hmm. Wonderful truth to live by. 
So I have to say that's number one in the priority list. We've got to have love in our hearts. Yeah. Brother Michael, uh, it's mentioned in the scripture, uh, the godly love or godly mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and sometimes we look at that as like something that we're not able to attain, obtain. But the truth is, it's just unconditional love. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and unconditional love means somebody that's hard to love. We love them anyway. Because we know that Christ loved us first. Yeah. And that he died for us. Yeah. And he wants us to love that person like he loves that person. Yeah. And thank you for bringing that word up. I, I didn't think about that. I, I read a definition one time said agape love is a God that loves, a, a, a love that is sent out that requires nothing in return. That's it. That's yeah. Regardless. Yeah. Requires nothing in return. I just, just a love. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you. All right. Number two, the second most important one is joy. I can't help think but the vacuum cleaner salesman. You want to buy this vacuum cleaner? It does all right. Most of the time. <laughs> what? When it's working. When it's working. Yeah, when it's working. It'll do sometimes. Sometimes it will. Sometimes it won't. No. You want to get somebody's attention in this world at the, as Brother Ricky said, at the Walmart, I mean the McDonald's drive-thru or at the gas station. Show a little joy and watch them perk up. There's so little of joy out there. Uh, I say this, but most folks are miserable. They really are. And if you walk into a room or a setting or, or a paying for your Mountain Dew and have a little joy and let that joy show to them, how you doing? You doing good? They just light up. Like, what is this? I think that goes back to what he might say about it shows. Yeah, it shows. Yeah. 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 And as I said before, joy is not happiness because happiness depends on the circumstance. Joy doesn't depend on the circumstance. But what it's dependent on is who Jesus is rather than who we are or what's happening around us. Our joy is because of who Jesus is. And that doesn't change, does it? No. But to have some joy in our lives, the world will take notice of that one, I promise. Yeah. It's like pouring water on a dry plant. Yeah. And it'll just perk up all of a sudden. Yeah. And if you're around somebody very long or consistently, eventually they're going to say, why are you always so happy? And then the door's wide open to tell them why. Sure. Yeah. They'll ask you, why? Because you're different. You know, sometimes we, I've heard people almost put a negative connotation on that Christians are a peculiar people. But it doesn't mean peculiar isn't weird. It means different. Yeah. But when we have love, and joy in our lives, somebody will notice, and eventually they'll ask about it. Yeah, and then's when seeds can really be sown. Yeah. Anybody on joy? When they ask about it, always be ready to give an answer. Yes. 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 Yeah. Say, oh, let me tell you where my joy comes from. Yeah. When I was traveling, uh, I had to go to a location in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. And uh, I was in, in their office, and uh, I was doing some work. 
And the little girl that worked in the office, she was walking around singing and gospel music she mm -hmm. was singing. And it was beautiful. And I knew that girl was a Christian. It just showed all over her face. And it was wonderful to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She didn't carry a sign. She didn't do it in your face. Just, she just, yeah, for real. Anyone else right quick on joy? Number three, one of the fruits of the Spirit that should be in our lives is peace. And I love that verse out of the song, Wonderful Peace. I am resting tonight in that wonderful peace. When the peace of God is in my life, I don't freak out over anything. You know? I don't freak out over anything. Marilyn had an office worker this week was freaking out over the election. <laughs> well, I wasn't real tickled about it. But my peace doesn't allow me to freak out about it. Yeah. In the 14th chapter of John, Jesus said, Peace I live with you. My peace I give unto you. Not, not as a peace. Yeah. 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 Let not yeah. your heart be troubled. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is one of my favorite verses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love what I came across. I'm going to quote it. No peace is knowing that the Lord of this universe is by your side and resting in that peace. That's what the peace really is. If I know, no, I, know, I should know that, yeah. If I keep it in my mind that the God that created the universe dwells right here. I can have peace through anything. Amen. Yeah. Do anything. Like Elaine said, peace I'm with you. It's my peace, Jesus. It's yes. His peace. Yes. That's with us. Yeah. Our peace, just like our joy, is not determined by the circumstances. No. No. No, it's not. Now, do we all have great days and live on the mountaintop? Michael sure doesn't. I don't know about you, but I sure don't. But uh, even in the worst times, there's that peace. Yeah, there's that peace that has in us. And folks will notice that too. Yeah. All right. Love, joy, peace. Long-suffering, or, or I would use the word faithfulness. You know? It's important in our lives that people see consistency. Yeah. That we're not like the ping pong ball bouncing off the walls. Today I'm joyous. Tomorrow I am totally in the dumps. Uh, I've got faith. I don't have faith. Paul says one of those spirits is faithfulness, steadfastness. Sir. Oh, I just thought about an example um, of the church visiting folks around in the uh, we can do it maybe two or three times, and if we don't see anybody come, we'll just give up on it. And if anybody uh, has a new zeal or we have new members come in and they say, well, let's go meet everybody, because they, they haven't met everybody. And, and then there'll be some of us that'll say, oh, we tried that and it didn't work. You know, that's not, that's not faithfulness. That's right, preacher. Uh, that's not keeping on. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and that's what we're to do is just yeah. to keep on. Ever heard the comment somebody says, every time I see that person, they're the very same. Yeah. There's a 
steadfastness in their life. Every time I see them, they're the same way. Two words Lee Smith preached to us was diligence and dedication. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. That and faith and repentance. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> right. Anybody on that one? Number four. I like to think the word patience. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Goes into what Bob said. Yes. You, know, you, you go see somebody a time or two, you don't give up on that. Yeah. You got patience. Yeah. And that patience also comes out of the peace knowing that he's in control. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. He's got it covered. Yeah. All right. Anyone on the fourth one? That's okay. Sure. Uh, I, I got <coughs> saved pretty quick. Uh, I, and I wasn't under conviction very long because I, I saw that I needed what the Lord could offer. But I didn't change overnight. You know, the Lord had patience with me, too, mm -hmm. even after he saved mm -hmm. his children. Mm -hmm. uh, I still did dumb things and still did things that were overcoming a Christian for a long time, but thank the Lord he still had long suffering. Yeah. We have a big fancy word for that. What do we call it? Sanctification. Letting what God put inside get out. Yeah. And we'll, we'll cover that in a few minutes, sir. It's, um, he's still working on me. He's still working on me. That's exactly right, Brother Roger. He is still working on me. Yeah. All right. Where are we at? Long-suffering. Gentleness. And I'm going to use a real bad word in today's meekness. Meekness. I don't have to have my way. When, I, when I'm around somebody, I want there to be a calmness. I don't want to raise the temperature in the room. Now, we've covered this before. Who was the, besides Christ, what does the Bible say was the meekest man that ever walked? Moses. The man who stood before the powerfulest man on earth at that time and demanded that the children of Israel, be let, the slaves, be let go. It says he was the meekest person that ever walked. But no, meekness is looked at as weakness right now. But I love the old proverb said, beware the fury of a patient man. Yeah, meekness usually means great strength. Yeah, and confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to have meekness, not, not a bully, not having our way, but we should show some meekness in our life. Yeah. I know I'm running through these, but time's getting away. Someone on that one. All right. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness. Goodness. Kindness. How many of you are right now? I, get, I don't know. Maybe everybody here, everybody went back there. How many of you remember Glenn Campbell? Yeah. Hi, I'm Glenn Campbell. Want well, to know what he say? Yeah. He had a song. Y'all remember it? Uh, Try a Little Kindness. Yeah. And uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to read the verses right quick because it's got some really good words in it. It said, If you see your brother standing by the road with a heavy load... From the seeds he sowed. And if you see your sister falling by the way, just stop and say, you're going the wrong way. 
Don't walk around the down and out. Lend a helping hand instead of doubt. And the kindness that you show every day will help someone along their way. Amen. Yeah. Ma'am. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I think the word that's used a lot today in corporations is empathy. Yeah. To try to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. You know, there's things in my life that I see other people go through and it's pretty hard for me to throw a rock at them because I've never gone through that. And I try to tell myself that. Yeah, I try to put myself in their shoes and see, see how they're struggling or whatever. And, and sometimes, yes, it's their own fault. But I go back to number one. I've got love. Yeah. Kindness.
this person, you couldn't see anything because all the airbags was deployed. Yeah. He was upside down. We didn't know who was in there. We didn't know what was going on, but the truck was on fire. And all they were saying when I jumped up, they was like, do you have a fire extinguisher? I was like, no, you know. And I said, did anybody call 911? You know, we, of course, the whole nurse mm -hmm. took over. But all of these people, I never heard one cuss word. I never heard, we've got to, I mean, what I heard was, we've got to get them out of here. Mm -hmm. And they took everything they could, sort of beating those windows in, trying to get this guy out. Mm -hmm. In the midst of all of this, no matter if you were Christian, no matter if you were atheist, no matter if you were rich, if you were poor, we didn't know who was in that truck. Yeah. Complete stranger. But we all came together and we got him out. Mm -hmm. And it was just him. We didn't know what we was fighting for, but we knew we were fighting for somebody. God was all into that. I'm telling you, they want the cuss word, they want the you know how you get a bunch of guys all popped up. God was in that whole situation. And of course I was hopped up as a nurse and he was bleeding on his head and I walked him up the hill. I'm like, you need to sit down, you need to sit down. And he was like, he was so peaceful and I remember his face. He was about my age. And he said, I'm okay. And I said, you don't understand. I don't know how bad your head injury is or if you have a head injury, you need to sit down. And he just kept saying, I'm okay. Just that peaceful. Now, to the point, I was like, I'm a nurse, you need to <laughs> You've got to be hurt. You're not listening to me. <laughs> and he was like, I'm okay. He kept that, that just, I can't explain it. I just, I just, the whole thing of love and goodness and everything. Everything went out, to, we were fighting for a human being. We were fighting for somebody that we didn't even know to get him out of there. We didn't know what was in he was long-suffering in the fact that he was okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just, God was in that whole situation. It was just, it was weird. Yeah. I was going to say what uh, Marilyn was talking about a while ago. I read a morning yesterday where a, a man, I guess he was homeless, that said that he actually lived in an airport terminal for years. 18, I saw that. And he passed away. Mm -hmm. I mean, that came to me that they allowed him, I guess, to stay there that long. And you just wonder how many lives he actually touched um, while he was there, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Think about people's circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. My wife, there's an old uh, gentleman that practiced law in the so he is well into his 80s and he passed away. And, he, uh, he said something I'll never forget. Uh, we had lunch together a good bit, and uh, we were talking about you know, appearances and how deceiving they could be. And uh, he, he said, Chris, you know what it means when a man in Bill Boberall's comes in my office? And I said, no, sir, I don't. He said, I mean, I'm fixing to get paid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. Yep. Yep. He'll pay me in cash. <laughs> yeah, I, I talked to the, the lady with the bank one time. It's been several years ago, and I, I, I said the appearance of 
some somebody has nothing to do with what's in their bank and they said that's exactly right if you see the guy with the, the golf shirt on and the uh, khaki pants and all neat and the fancy watch and, and all and he don't have nothing in in his bank account but he's, she, she said you see that little old guy with the, over, with the overalls or coveralls on with that little bump right there that's <laughs> yeah. what a hundreds, that, a hundreds. <laughs> that, 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 in Coleman County that, that was the cattle buyers and they had the, they had their money on them in case they had yeah. a good deal. They invented the ATM a long time ago. Just unzip right there, and yeah. All right, we got one more. We got to cover right quick. Uh, faith. We've talked about that before, but faith is a verb. It's not a noun. It's a verb to a Christian. It's an action word. Meekness, and lastly, temperance, self-control, self-control. That's a quality the world will notice. Um, First of all, the ability to control our tongue. And that includes Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Some Christians are absolutely killing themselves on Facebook. Their influence on people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, what the saying they used to tell us all the time at work, you can't delete what you tweet. You can't take back what you say. Yeah. To control our tongue and when it comes to self-control, too, I, I like to throw in the word integrity into the self-control. Integrity. What is integrity? It's doing what's right when nobody knows and would never know. Yeah, that's integrity. And the last one in self-control is to control our minds. Control our minds. You know, that's really where the battleground is between the flesh and the soul, is our minds. Yeah, that's where it really battle is. If I, that's why we were told to keep our affections on things above. If I dwell on this world, I'm going to be in the dumps real fast. But I've got something better to dwell on than the world. Yeah. But the old computer saying, garbage in, garbage out. It works with our mind, too, doesn't it? Yeah. So let me read these right quick. The things that I need in my life and the things that the world will see Christ in. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Maybe I should make a list of those and put them on my bathroom mirror till I get them memorized, you know? So how do I let his light shine in my life? I think Paul gives us an exact recipe here how to do it. Yeah.